Welcome to another episode of Live with Carisha. I'm your girl, Carisha J, and I would like to make everyone to give a warm welcome to the beautiful London B in the hot seat, everybody. Woo! London B in the B stand for bars. Pipe me up. Pipe me up. Pipe Pipe her up. up. Hey. Pipe me up. <laughs> we love to see Thank it. Thank you, y'all. So listen, we gotta start with our icebreaker question yes. before I go into all of this Carisha, amazingness. Don't start. Carisha, I've seen the hot seat. We ain't even start hot yet. We start warm, baby. Okay, okay. What did you think about the Grammys? That's all I was going to ask. Look, Karish, because you good at it. You so good at it. I'm at, I'm, don't worry. You got I, me. I got you. I got you. You mine now, baby. All right. For a few it. minutes, and then you go back. And you that's go back. <laughs> no, but really, what did you think about the Grammys? Did you watch? Did you like? Did you not watch? So I watched a little bit of it. When I watched the Grammys, I like the way they dress more than anything. I ain't going to lie. Look, I pay attention to the fashion when... Um, I tune into the Grammys, and I know it's about music, but I just really love fashion, so I like that that's that one time that everybody just do something different. Crazy. Yeah, and careless, I love it. Okay, so who had the biggest hit and who had the biggest miss on the red carpet? Who do you think? Who do you think? Now, I ain't gonna lie, y'all probably didn't think his drip was hard. Ooh, baby. I wanna say Lucky Day. If you seen his outfit, and you would, ha you would have had to see it. He had this tuxedo on, but he had this big metal plate, but it looked like it was dripping off him. I enjoyed that. Okay. And truth be told, Cardi ate too. That, that blue thing that went across Cardi that face, ate. That blue, baby. yes, baby. Cardi always going to serve on the red ate. carpet. Always going to serve on the red carpet. So originally, you're from Brooklyn. Yes. Yes, and in Atlanta. Big going crazy. Big B. You New York, York is the here. Big B. Yeah, yes, Big B. So does being from New York, do you feel like that gives you like an edge to take on life a little bit better than people not from New York? Like... <laughs> I always feel that, because New Yorkers, like, you guys got to be prepared for everything. Oh, my gosh, it's a fast life. That's true, and we always feel like we know it all. Like, when you talk to somebody from New York, they ain't wrong. <laughs> so I, I feel like, um, I think it gives me a faster approach, because everything's so fast in New York, it gives me um, less time to figure things out. At least that's what I'm used to. So um, my approach is probably, or at least how I approach being from New York, um, it's taken in everything. Cause truth be told, I mean, they got an edge everywhere. Everywhere is rough. But New York is like, you don't get time to learn anything. It, it's kind of all thrown at you and you just got to take it how it comes. We was riding buses at like seven and eight. I know, I heard about so that. So we're with adults immediately. Like we don't have like, that's 10, 11, 12. You're on a bus, you're going back and forth uh, to middle school, high school. You don't have that um, shelter as to where in Atlanta, they got school buses and they come pick you up and drop you off. It's like that in Philly yeah. too. We, yeah. we take, I don't think I was on this, the school the bus at seven or eight though. I think it was like ten or eleven when I got on public transportation, not seven or eight. No, let me tell you, it started seven and eight. It really started two, three, four. <laughs> you riding transportation your whole life, cause cause New York is full of like transit. Mm. So who right. were some of the artists you were inspired by growing up in Brooklyn? Ooh. BK. You know my first artist I ever listened to. Ooh. Now this is a gag. I really want to know. Is and it a rapper? It's a rapper, but it was a tape. It wasn't even no CD. It was a tape. Oh, we going back. It had a, yes, wave. <laughs> we going back. We going let wave. Me, let me get comfortable. Let me get comfortable, child. Because you'll never guess who it was, but he, it was an A side and a B side. And I had the, um, you know, you had to pop it in the cassette mm -hmm. and you literally had to have the headphones and listen to it. And my first, the first time I fell in love with hip hop was LL Cool J, I Need mm -hmm. Love. Yeah, come on, y'all make some noise. That record was hard. Come on. And I don't know why I fell in love with and it. And he was looking like a whole snack at the Grammys. Let's not play. That's, that's what I'm saying. That definitely was one of my best dressed. Like, he did not come to play with us. And I think that's the only tape my grandma had mm. of hip-hop. 
So that was it. I ain't had no toys. So that got the ball rolling. That got the ball rolling. Uh, cool J did it for me. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you fly home a lot for shows? Do you still do a lot of shows in New York? I got a show February 18th in New York at SOBs. Yes, ma'am. Shout out yes, to her being booked. Absolutely. Yes, I yes. love it. So before London became London, like what were your earlier days like? Before, I know you didn't always have that crazy, amazing hairstyle. Like before, when you were younger, did you have like pigtails? Were you like a girly girl? Were you a tomboy? What was the young London? Oh, baby. Baby, like, oh, baby. <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> um, when I was younger, I was more of a tomboy. I like to play sports. Um, I used to run tracks. So I was really fast. Um, and I did band, so I played the drums, like, I did karate. I did anything that had movement, anything that made, I used to, um, I used to make bikes. So I used to break bikes down and put them together. I used to feel like I used to make them rims. I spray painted, I did anything creative. I did graffiti, art, fashion. I used to make my own clothes, whatever you could think of. I just had a huge imagination at an early age. I like that. Huge, huge. Like, they, it was limitless. My mom used to be so surprised. She's like, why are you breaking these things down and putting them together? But it just fueled the, um, my inner peace. My inner peace is creating. So it was always crazy. I like that. And I heard you, you spoke about your mom. Tell us about your mom. Like, I know yes. she instilled in you how to be a boss. Yes, what, she what, did. What's your relationship like? And what's it like now, today? I would say I got to, I'm going to be honest with y'all. I called my mama and apologized. Oh, baby, let me tell you something. No, for real, this my, my mama a black woman. Let me put it like that. She was a single mother with five kids, right? Um, and I had to call her and apologize because I had one and I realized how hard this is. Mm. And you had five and I was out here just being reckless. <laughs> Ma, you deserve better. I had to apologize to her and, and it took until I, until I got in my 20s, my late 20s and had a kid of my own. So our relationship is solid now because I had to go back um, and really recognize who she's been. She's always been so strong. My mom ain't never really let us see her break down too much. And sometimes I struggle with the same thing, but I realized it was for a reason. And she just, she became more beautiful as I got to experience her life. I yeah. love that. I love that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I love that my mom. Shout yeah. out to all the mothers. Like, it's, yeah. a, it's a big job. What vials does she instill in you? Like, what did she give you? Don't take no shit. Mm. What? My mama gangster. Oh, you ever see my mama? My mama raw. You hear me? And I don't know if everybody understand what that means, but my mama raw. Like my she mama not gonna raw. sugarcoat. Listen, I watch my mama. Listen, my mama used to do it. If you messed with her kids, my mama didn't never play by her kids. I got off the bus and watched her smack a lady. Oh yeah, she, my mama raw. And I'm not saying that as if like she's just that way. But let me put it like that. She's a fighter. Um, she gonna stand up for what's right. She's emotional, she's sensitive, she's sweet, she caring, she loving, she all these things in one, but it's that tough love that she instilled in us and it made us stronger than the average individual. So wait, yeah. four brothers and sisters? I, yes, Okay. I'm the are, second oldest. Are, are, you're the second oldest. Are yeah. they in Brooklyn or did they come to Atlanta? Are they in the music business? Yes, I have a brother that does music. Really? I do, I have a brother that does uh, music. We did a song together. Shout out to the brother. Yeah, that's my brother. He hard. What's okay, your brother's Marty, name? Marty, y'all could go look him up on YouTube right now. London B featuring Marty. He hard. And I think he coming up and I think he next up for real. Yes. So yeah. No, she my brother hard. My brother hard. Yeah. She, she raised some fire. I could tell you all of them are creative. My mm. oldest sister, she's an RNA. I think she's a nurse. Um, my, I'm the second oldest, so I do music. Then the third oldest does music, which is Marty. 
And then my sister, she sells clothes. She has her own clothing line. She's 19, graduated. She on her way to college. She doing whatever she want. And then my little brother's 16, and he does tattoos, and he's creating a business for himself as an entrepreneur. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. That part. That, that has to feel so amazing as a mom. Because I, I don't have kids, not yet. But I do want kids one day. But not right now, no. But, you know, it has to feel amazing when you have kids and they all turn out to be something. Like, it must be so frustrating to have five kids and, like, damn, they all messed up. Ain't nobody get her. <laughs> Didn't nobody get it right? No, period. She told us, but she taught us that at a young age. Like, we were self-sufficient at a young age. Like, my sister was cooking at eight. We were like, yeah, my mama did that. She did that five kids, boy, y'all all doing too much. Sit down. She said, you gonna go in the kitchen and fry these chicken wings. Baby, and I'm the only one that can't cook. You can't? Nope. <laughs> and I'm not gonna try. <laughs> we still love you for it. We still love you for it. But you became a mom at 17. Yes. Amazing. You're still doing your thing. How, yes. how, how is it? How is motherhood? And what was the biggest adjustment with, you know, being a mom at 17? Man, um... You know, ain't nobody never asked me that. And I guess I never had a chance to really address it. Because I'm a, you know, y'all clap it up if y'all in touch with yourselves and y'all can look back and tell y'all story and be proud of it. Because I want to tell y'all a little story about it. Well, go ahead, baby. Um, when I got pregnant at 17, um, there's no rule book to anything, let alone motherhood. And when I first got the news, I was scared. Like... I didn't want to do it. I was nervous. I didn't know what type of mother I was going to be. I didn't have a vision of who I was at that point. I'm just 17 trying to figure it out. Um, it wasn't until I had my daughter that she came out and I looked at her and it was just me and her. Um, and being 17, that young, especially in Brooklyn, New York, a lot of people give their kids up for adoption. So um, keep in mind, I didn't know if I wanted to be a mother and I wasn't prepared for it. So even through the nine months, I wasn't prepared for it. It wasn't until I seen her face, she looked at me, I looked at her, I think we had something going on, but the doctor came in and he dropped some adoption papers off and he said, you can sign them when you're ready uh, because a lot of girls your age don't keep their children. Uh, we'll make sure it's, it's seamless and we make sure that you don't feel anything. And I think that's when I became a mother because I chose to be one. I couldn't fathom the idea and it's nothing against it, let me just say this, but being 17 and just not knowing yourself enough to even learn somebody else. Your body's so immature, your mind's so immature, the way you think, the way you look, the way you approach life is so immature. You literally have to grow up in a matter of weeks, for real. Maybe even a year before the baby start noticing who you are. You got a couple of years, but it's a real big job. And I could have signed those papers, and I think that was the first time I realized I had to be a mother. It really wasn't a choice. It was more the dedication. That's yeah. real. That's real. Yeah. Kudos to you. What would you say was your biggest learning lesson, lesson learned by making that choice? And second part, how do you think your life would have came out different had you did sign the papers? I don't think I could have lived with myself. Because when I signed those papers, that was my agreement to her. It had nothing to do with me no more. And because that agreement was made with her, I now had to show up for myself. As to where I don't feel like at 17 I was showing up for myself as much as I showed up when she showed up. Yeah. Beautiful. And how yeah. old is she today? She's 10 years old. She's 10? Yes. Oh, my God. We made it 10 years. We made it 10 years. We That's, made it. That is beautiful. What do you hope to leave for her? Like, what do you want to leave on this earth for your, your offspring? Ownership. Mm. Ownership. Everything I do now is to own for her. So I feel like by the time I'm going, which I know is probably brave to say, but I need her to have a house. I need her to have a car. 
And truth be told, life is hard. I really want her to figure it out on her own without the pressure of finances and stability. That's the, that's the two things I just don't ever want her to juggle with. Everything else is a, a lesson learned. So I feel like ownership. Yes, I like to get deep. That's, that's amazing. Let's change gears a little bit. Let's, let's talk let's about the it. music. Let's do let's it. Let's talk about the music, yeah. Um, drip, like this, freestyle. It's amazing. You like it. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> Ask my boyfriend. I was listening to it like 20 times back to back the other night. I was like, I know he probably was like, if this girl don't turn off this music, I, I love it. I love when y'all tell me y'all little freestyles. I do. I love the free, you're like a freestyle queen. Are you serious? Like, you don't, do you not love your own freestyles? You know Michael Jordan don't know he Michael Jordan. I just feel like you don't think about it like that. You just don't think about Listen, it like that. So you, I need y'all. Y'all yeah. better check her freestyles. It's like you're free. You're the freestyle queen. Like, what do you mean? Are you serious? That's crazy. The clout beat, that press. You jumped on. Listen, ah, not you brought up press. Yes, you walked on press. First of all, shout out to Cardi B. But I, I, I wanted to see like what artist was going to jump on that beat and see if they can keep up with her. But oh. you ate it. And left not a single crumb on the plate, boo. Man, I'm glad y'all loved it. I loved it. I'm glad y'all loved yeah. it. That's crazy. And we got a, another freestyle coming out. I just want to rock by Uzi. Ooh. I think y'all really going to enjoy that. Wait, wait. Did you learn the dance yet? I saw you talking on Instagram that you got to learn it. <laughs> I'm going to learn it. I promise y'all. I'm going to learn it. And I'm going to do it. You got to do it in the freestyle video. That's what I'm saying. I got to give him a little something. Mm -hmm, got to. I got to give him a little something. So when are you most inspired to write? Um... I'm most inspired to write when I need to self-motivate myself. Because when I be writing, I be talking to myself for real. Like, I just be trying to be in that mode. So um, when I need some motivation, I go and I write. I, I try to be as transparent as possible with myself when I write. Like, I try to have an out-of-body experience of what I feel I'm doing, what I feel is going on around me, and just zone in, hop in, and do what I feel like I do best. And that's tell a story, because that's I like when I that. started rapping. I started telling stories. I like that. And you definitely yeah. tell stories. You can learn a lot about her and her music. Like, yep. you will definitely yep. put what you <laughs> went through. I mean, if you don't listen to the music, you're going to miss some important stuff. Okay. Yes. So, um, shout out to the female rappers. It's a dope time, especially for you. Like, you're doing amazing. What would you say is the cheat code for longevity in the rap game as a female artist? Dang, I only been here four years. I know, but you've been consistent <laughs> and productive. Let's talk about what you've okay. done in four years' time since they're like. That's true, that's true. But you know, um, you hopped on stages with Tiana Taylor. Like, are you serious? I, I know, and that's crazy. That's that flow. Are you serious? Michael Jordan don't know he Michael Jordan. Well, London needs to know that she's London. That's what I'm saying, but I, I just feel like when I'm doing it, it's natural to me. I, don't, I guess I don't get a chance to really look back. Um, and celebrate it a little bit because I'm still working right now. I'm still working. I'm still thinking about working. But if I had to think about what would create longevity um, for, from my experience, I would say patience. I would say patience and perseverance because I feel like you got to be able to create even when you're going through shit. Sorry, excuse my, my language, but... And you got to think about it. So I feel like perseverance is one of those things where you start creating when you're going through stuff, you realize you're untouchable. Yeah. I like that. I like that. And in four years' time, have you been signed to a label or you've always been independent? 100% independent. 100% independent. That part. Man, y'all. So 100%. you don't want to get, like, you want to stay independent? Yes. I feel like if there's a lane created for me to stay independent, I would rather stay independent. Me, yes. Ownership. Mm. 
ownership. But even if I did do something in our partnership with somebody, it would be a partnership. But I would still have ownership because I need that. I need that. So out of your four years um, solid in the business, what would you say you've learned most about the music business so far? The parties are lit. <laughs> the parties is lit. Um, what I would say I learned about the industry. Once, I guess when you're watching it on TV, it's like, dang, who are these people? But when you're in a room, it's really like being yourself amongst people being themselves. So I would say I learned the most is to be yourself in these rooms. Have fun. I like that. Have fun. Shout out to everybody being themselves. Okay, yeah. shout out. Have yeah. fun. Have fun. Talk, talk, talk to us about the experience of Hustle and Flow with yes. T.I., Cardi, Y'all always Netflix. put me with Terrence. What's his name, Terrence Howard? Y'all always hit me with the Hustle and Flow. It's a Rhythm and Flow, but I, I rhythm feel and Hustle flow. and Flow, Why too. Why does it say Hustle and Flow? Everybody be saying it. Oh, it's Rhythm and Flow. Hunt oh. out here for a pimp. What she say? Well, you trying to get, get the, the money, money for, for the rent, rent. Okay. And the kind of like gas when it's me. Yeah, right. I have a whole lot of to jump a shit. Jump a shit. <laughs> But no, it's really. What was your favorite thing about doing? That was a big show. Like, that was a huge show. That was iconic. Oh man. Oh man. Like performing for the lineup. Jeez. Were you nervous? Super. Okay. Super nervous every night. So give us a tea. Like, how did you get on the show? What was the backstory? Give us that. Tell us about the experience of it all. It started from a performance on Sunday. Um, it's this huge performance. I think uh, DJ M is over it, and it's for this huge festival. It's LGBTQ, um, and it's this huge festival. Uh, vest Damn, I can't get it out. It's this huge uh, festival, and I remember performing there, and I felt like my performance was like okay, but it wasn't the best performance that I felt like I had. So I went home all sad and in my bag about it, and I get this call the next day, and they call me. They don't tell me the name of the show or anything like that. They just ask me what I like to audition because they see me perform the day before at the festival. Um, at that time, I'm at the table. I'm eating. I'm nervous. I don't know who they are. They don't, they're not really telling me much information. They just say we have an audition, and we have a place in Atlanta to meet. But they did let me know that I would be rapping in front of a few celebrity judges if I wanted to take the opportunity, let them know, so they can sign me up for it. Before that... I only pushed a single called Go Off, and I pushed it for a year. When I say I was outside every night, I was in every club you can think of. I remember wanting to perform, and nobody wanted me to perform. For one, they thought I was batshit crazy. They looked at my head first and was like, who is this? Like, no, for real. Like, Wait, they in Atlanta? No, for real. It they took a minute to get on. It, was, it didn't happen overnight. Okay, but this was in a, during your time in the A? Absolutely. What? Yeah, because you got to understand this. It's not necessary. You, they're protective of what they do and how they do things. So right. it wasn't that they didn't like what I was doing. They just didn't know who I was. Mm. So I would often have to pay them to let me perform because I wanted to be in front of the people. I wanted to be in front of the crowd. I wanted to see the people. Like, I didn't necessarily care about who was there and wasn't there. I remember performing in front of eight people, 20 people, 100 people, 200 people. You're going to get the same performance from me. And that's how I looked at it. So the consistency of my performances brought the attention to the music. Right. So for a year straight, I'm outside. I would go to work, then I would go outside. Then I would go to work, then I would go outside. And then I created my own studio. So I would record my own music, go outside and, and, and perform it. So when we get to Sunday, and they call me for the audition, following what they just seen, I was in there with 60 rappers. What? 60 of them. I looked around, I'm like, damn, they want me out of all 60 of these people. Auditions start, people start going home, people start crying. 
people traveled from different cities and states, from right. Florida uh, to Nashville, um, New Orleans, New York. They all traveled to be there. They spent their own money too. They they was there. Mm. And um, when people started going home, the room got smaller and smaller and smaller. And I'm just like, damn, what I'm gonna do? So they finally call me to the front and they get me to perform for I think it's T.I. Quavo. Ah, there's one more I'm missing, Big Boy. Mm. And we get out there and I rap and I'm nervous. I get up there, I'm talking to them, trying to be myself as much as I can, laugh, joke. Um, but I don't really see them because my adrenaline is rushing, I'm so excited. And I get in front of them and I rap, but you gotta understand, I just seen 40 people go home. Right, right. I just seen people, they crying, they out. I'm over here trying to comfort them before my turn even come. For real, I'm like, boo, it's gonna be okay, you next up, don't worry about it. Not too comforting. you comforting. For the real. Competition. That's what I, that's I'm what comforting the competition. Yes. Real, real ass bitch give a fuck. By, by the nigga. Yes. But you know, more, more, most, important, most importantly, we got to stick together. Like, mm -hmm. baby, we this ain't no competition with me. It's a competition really with yourself. Right. So me supporting you don't do, you feel me? That ain't going to hurt me. It ain't going to hurt you either. We need it. Chill. What God has for you is for you. That's it. Mm -hmm. So when I got in there and I did it, I didn't think it was my big one. You got to understand. Like, I'm standing there waiting for them to give me the verdict. They said I was going to LA. I thought they was lying. I thought they was lying. And then they, they said I was going to LA, but I didn't know it was going to be that fast. What? So, so how soon after? They sent me to LA about two days later. What? Yeah. Iconic. Yeah. Immediately. Iconic. Immediately. Iconic. Immediately, yes. And we seen about 60 more people. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. We kept seeing 60 people. Like the, the rooms is, you go through it more than once. Mm -hmm. But as you being in a competition show like that, it can weigh on you emotionally. So to get through something like that, yeah, take a lot of what encouragement. What would you say was the biggest lesson learned with doing that show? Perseverance. Mm. Keep going while you're going through shit. It's simple. Like, it's not nothing you can do. I didn't have a choice to stop. Neither did they. We had to keep going. Shout out to my brothers, though. D Smoke, Troy, Flawless, yeah. Shout out to They're the team. Brothers. Shout out to the brothers. Yes, yeah. yes. We, so, got a, we got the same tattoo. So we got a tattoo on our, um, we all got the same tattoo on our thumb, but that it got, it's four arrows and it stands for all four of us for the season finale. We made a pack. Oh, yeah. I love that. We and you still keep in contact with everybody. Absolutely. I know that's right. I know that's right. Yes. Yeah, so everyone loves your hair. We love your, we love your mm -hmm. hair. We love your style. We love the black and white play. And I know that you are heavily inspired by cartoon characters. Yeah. I did some digging. Talk to us about it and which cartoon character specifically inspired your hairstyle? Because oh. I know what y'all think. I, it ain't no Cruella. It's not Cruella. It it's not it Cruella. Because I wouldn't say she... Okay, so I'm a comic book fan. Okay. I don't know if she inspired my um, mohawk, but I will say she was so beautiful to me. And really? I think she, she inspired this fierceness. I like Catwoman. And I don't know, I like Catwoman. You ever, baby, Catwoman made me just feel like everything. I know y'all probably don't know nothing about that. But I like Catwoman. Catwoman Cat was a baddie. Catwoman, Catwoman was a everything. Yes, yeah, so wait, what, so But wait. I liked her in a comic book view. Mm. It was when they made a movie about her, it was beautiful, but the comic book, the way they would actually draw her. Right. I loved it. I like that. I loved it. So wait, what other cartoons are you watching? Are you like a cartoon freak? Like, do you just love cartoons? No, but I have my favorites. I like comic books. Okay. That's my favorite. So okay. I like comic books. I go back to stuff like that, Sonic. I like comic books. 
You're so much fun. Yeah, yeah. like stuff like that. I like that. So we're in a new year. What's up next for London B? Oh, it's huge. So we are thinking about touring, not only nationally, nationally, internationally, we're thinking about touring, which is my first international tour. I'm super excited about that. So we're going to take it to Brazil. We're going to take it to Europe. Yeah, we're going to take it out there. We're yes, Brazil. Yeah. I'm excited. The yeah. tour in this year or the year, like... I need it this year. Mm. I need it this year because I'm excited about it, and we got to use that access because yes. I have it. You got it. You gotta I got take it. Cards. And you still independent. That's what I'm saying. Doing we in, big things. We internationally independent. That's huge. I like that's that. That's what I'm saying. Going to Brazil with no label, like, that's a big deal. It's like, huge. It's huge. Y'all ready for hot seat? Say yeah. You ready for the hot seat? Say yeah. His name. It's not that. Hasi Question, Lava Karisha with the beautiful London Bay and the B stands for bars. <laughs> Who is your celebrity crush? Oh, um, damn. Is she like a, my celebrity crush? Mm -hmm. Dang, I got so many. I'm gonna go with Jada Wade. Jada's your celebrity crush? I'm a, that's what I'm saying. I don't even know if she's a celebrity for real. She's a celebrity. It she count, right? got the bat, yes. Yeah, but yes. I, I don't know if it's they type of celebrity. Like, I feel she's like she's popular. I think she's popular. She, like yeah, it. anybody, yeah. She's, she's a businesswoman. That's what I'm and saying. And then she came up. You got to understand the story. She did YouTube. Like, she came right. up. She got to her bag. People, real women know her story. That's what like, I'm saying. Like, she's definitely a celebrity. Her, that's so. a crush. Yeah, shout out to Jada. Shout out. And she got a nice body, too. Yes. Name your favorite item in your bedroom. My strap. Yes, I love my strap. Does my strap love me, baby. <laughs> yes, sir. Do you have a name for it, your strap? My anaconda don't. I ain't going to lie. My sh I, you hear me? <laughs> but I ain't going to lie. When you start getting multiple of them, my favorite one is Keisha. 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 Yeah, but you got to say it like that. Keisha. Keisha. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, Keys. Shout out to Keys. Keys. Big Keys. Not the little one. Tonight we bring our Big Keys. That's what I'm saying. We're going to make a song about her. I like Big yes, Keys. Yes. That's what I'm saying. I'm telling you, should we put it in her music? <laughs> Lunch with Nicki Minaj or a feature with Lil Baby? I got to sit with Nicki. I ain't gonna lie, I gotta sit with Nikki, and I know that's cliche, but baby, I got to sit down. Yes. We gotta do it, the Rock Nation brunch. We gotta sit down, sit down. I love it, I love it. it. Who are you never working with? Ooh, now, my mama. Now I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm just playing. Um, now, y'all probably think I ain't gonna name somebody, but I am. Yes, she is. Um, thinking hard too it's for real because i'm really finna gag y'all i'm really i'm really trying to think of it because mm. do we gotta be in music no what's her name shikari Rich richardson Shikar shikari uh richardson the track star hell fucking yeah, ain't nobody working with her she runs she just that's all she do and ain't nobody doing all that running shikari <laughs> so that we not working together. We're not working together. We're not. So no running for you. But I love you though. But I love it. Shout I, out to her. I love Fastest her. Woman in the world. Period. Yes. What's your favorite food? Um, my favorite food is catfish. Are you in the beehive? For sure. I need them tickets. Me too. I need them tickets. I still don't have mine yet. We gotta think of something. Yeah, Carisha. we do. We'll figure this out together. <laughs> we we'll we'll get there. Trust me. We'll make it happen. Which female rapper had the hardest verse of all time? All time? All time. 
damn, y'all gonna make me name one. <laughs> y'all talking about recent or like? Well, well, you can say recent. I mean, everything moves so fast these days. Yeah, recently, who had the hardest verse? I ain't gonna lie now. Y'all probably think I'm tripping, and this is my favorite female rapper, and I, I just personally just like how she do it. I'm excited. And I don't know if she get enough recognition when it comes to how she do it, but I love me some JT. I love me some JT gonna slide. Do really? you hear I gotta, me? Now I gotta go research. I gotta, JT I gotta listen slide. to more of JT. JT gonna slide like, and I, that no bars. JT gonna slide, and she write her own stuff, and yeah, I think it's hard. She, I know she be writing her own yeah. stuff. What guy would you be ungay for? None of them. <laughs> not not near one. Dang, none of them, baby. Not listen. even Idris Elba. He cute. <laughs> Look, he probably, I probably got a cousin for him or something. <laughs> you gotta understand, I grew up with brothers. Like, mm. my, what I like is just what I like, but I like what they like, so we cool. I as long as right. Eldris and you know, we gonna find the same thing. We going to the same strip club for the same reasons at the same time. I love it. Yes, sir. I know your brothers love you. That's what I'm saying. What's, <laughs> what's your biggest turn on in the bedroom? Mm, ooh. Ooh. You talking about knees? Yeah. <laughs> Real knees. Yeah, you in the hot seat. Damn, that's crazy. I ain't gonna lie. Mm. Thinking mm -hmm. real mm. hard. Ooh. Um. Ooh, I'm getting hot. Um. Oh. <laughs> man, I ain't gonna lie. Like, I'm pretty. Um. I like a little bit of um authority. I feel like on the sensitive side, you could probably suck my toes. Mm. I like that, but I feel like I'm a little bit like, I like dominatrix, so I feel like, put me on a leash, oh, like tie me up. Tie her up yeah. on a leash. Don't play with it. Don't know what play I'm with it. And bring Big Keys back out. And big, bring Keys. Bring Keys out, tie her up, bring out the whips Straight and the hand up. chains, and we having a good night. Baby, spit in my mouth. Okay, yeah, two talk times. to me. I like that. I like you. Yeah. You got to get out. You That's gotta, what I'm saying. You got to go. <laughs> <laughs> Where is the craziest place you had sex? Mm. Mm. Um, in the woods. Don't ask me why we were there. We don't want to know. Right. <laughs> what was your most embarrassing moment in life? My most embarrassing moment. And I ain't gonna lie, I don't get embarrassed a lot because I play it off <laughs> more than anything. Me too. <laughs> Won't catch me slipping. My most embarrassing moment. Damn. I would have to say when I fall. I'm not gonna lie, cause it's nothing more embarrassing than falling down a flight of stairs or anything. Like, yeah, and well, I had a few of those. As long as you get back up, though. No, it depends on who's looking. <laughs> cause I was trying to be cute. <laughs> I was trying to like, I was trying to wave to play, like, wave to play. I thought I was right, and then I fell on hard, and it just went from dis distressed to disrespectful, baby. I'm I was mad. That was Where, mad. Where's your favorite spot to be kissed? My neck. If your life was a movie, who would play you? Eve. Which, ooh. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Shout out yeah. to Eve. Shout out to Shout Eve. Shout out to the hometown. Yeah. Philly was yeah. good. Um, if you're, oh, I'll replay that. Who's, <laughs> what's your favorite subject on Pornhub? Your favorite Pornhub category? Um, Come Shot Compilation. Yeah, y'all thought I was motherfucking playing. Yeah, Come Shot Compilation. I absolutely do of like it. Of all the categories. That's what I'm trying to tell you. The Come Shot Compilation. And I need the episodes to change within two minutes. I don't need to see six minutes of y'all kissing. I don't need to, nope, nope, nope. I probably only watched that category one time. You got to see it, and it's fast. Everybody's straight to the point. I, I love know. That. That's why I only watched it one time. 
I'm cracking up. Coke, <laughs> cocaine with Beyonce or shrooms with Janet Jackson? Shrooms, baby. Oh, we getting lit yeah. with Janet Jackson. I like it. Plug in your social media links. Where can they follow you at if they are not? I absolutely love you guys. Thank you for tonight. Thank you so much, Carisha. Absolutely. Give it up for the ladies. Yes. yes. You guys can follow me. Come on now. I love that. I need that horn. Okay. I need that for traffic, baby. Everybody got to move. Okay. You guys can follow me, L-O-N-D-Y-N-N-B, official on every platform, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. I look forward to seeing you guys there. Thank you so much for having me. The beautiful London Bee in the hot seat. Follow her everywhere. Outside now on all platforms. Follow me everywhere at Karish the Diva. Everyone at home, stay fabulous, stay blessed. Peace. <laughs>